You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school oriented production of the Summit Church. Hello, Impact. How is everybody doing this evening? I love there's like a, like a big U shape right here. That is, or actually that's not a U. Is that like a question mark maybe? Yeah? That's pretty cool. Okay. All right. Hey, how's everybody feeling tonight? Good? Yes, yes. Normal? I heard a normal. That's, that's wonderful. Okay. Hey, um, I just want to throw something your, your way real quick. I heard something earlier from uh, one of our leaders about it being Another leader's birthday tomorrow. So is there an Elaine Sapp in the room? Elaine, stand up real quick. Stand up real quick. Okay. Everybody, I want us to do our best. And uh, Elaine, you got to do a little chicken dance. Are you ready? There you go. Everybody, y'all ready to sing happy birthday to Elaine? Are are y'all ready to sing happy birthday to Elaine? Yes. Okay. All right, everybody, let's go. You guys know I can't sing, so I need some help. Okay, ready? Happy birthday to you. Woo! Happy birthday. Woo! Grace can sing. Woo! Happy birthday to you. All right, Lenny. We love you, Elaine. Thank you so much for your leadership and all you do here for impact. If you love Elaine, make some noise real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, hey, if it's your first time to impact, we don't do that every week. Uh, Elaine's a very, very special person here in our ministry. So Elaine, we love you. Thank you for what you do. Um, Hey, first timers though, be sure you stick around after the message. We're going to have a VIP experience for y'all. So we'll talk with you. Be sure you know what group you're going to and we'll get you all set for the rest of the evening. Guys, we are in our New Year, New You series. Last week we kicked it off, and we really, really talked about getting out of our comfort zones, right, and trying to follow Jesus better this year, right? Some of us maybe for the first time, some of us for the first time in a long time, maybe some of us because we feel lost and distant and don't really know where we are. Tonight we're going to go a little step further, and I've got a great question for you all as we start. That will get us there, but first, people in the room, you guys more fruits or veggies? Fruits, okay. All right, good, 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 because if y'all have been veggies, I'd have been in trouble, okay. All right, on the count of three. Tell me your favorite fruit. One, two, three. Tomatoes. Hold on. Is tomatoes a fruit or a vegetable? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, the only, the only you know, my uh, solution for this will be Veggie Tales, you know, and Bob the Cucumber, Larry the Cucumber and Bob the Tomato. Okay. I, all right. Well, you guys said tomatoes. You said apples, pineapple, kiwi fans. Strawberries, blueberries, blackberry, raspberries, mangoes. Yeah, mangoes delicious. Mango, I'm with you, Aiden Maiden. Okay. Lemons? Lemons. Okay. All right. We got a lot of fruit fans. That's fantastic. Okay. Good deal. Hey, so I'm really disappointed, though, and it hurts me and pains me so much because you guys did not mention my favorite fruit, which is a delicious Pear. Yeah. All the old people in the room are like, yeah, I love pears. I love pears. There you go, Graham. Now, okay, stay with me. I I tell you guys a story. Hold on, stay with me. Because your parents probably like pears, because I guess it is like a 
I don't know, an older, really, really cool, mature fruit to like, because you guys don't really get them at school unless you get them like in the little cups, and those aren't even really good pears. I like a good pear. I really do. And I was talking to my wife about pears a couple weeks ago, uh, and I don't know why we were talking about pears, but we were talking about them for some reason, and I told Whitney, you know, I was like, I really, really love pears, and she said, that is disgusting, and I said, uh, why is it disgusting? She said, uh, Really? And I said, yeah, why is it disgusting? She said, it tastes like a soggy old apple. Exactly. Gosh, y'all are brutal. Okay. Well, all right, long story short, I came home from work last Thursday. I was home, excited to see the girls, right, as I walk in the door. And I'm really, really, really hungry. Like, I'm famished, right? So I'm like, all right, I'm going to hit the pantry. High school guys, y'all do this all the time. Middle school guys, y'all probably do it too, right? Yeah, absolutely hit the pantry. I know the girls do it too, but the girls are like, no, I'm just going to uh, like eat when nobody else is looking because I really want to eat as much. Are y'all, are y'all worse? Oh, wow. Okay. Even better. So I guess, I, I guess I'll have a lot to, uh, to definitely keep in mind as I'm raising my two girls. But I love that. Girls love snacks probably more than guys is what I'm finding out. Fantastic. So, hey, stay with me, stay with me. Guys, I was coming home, and I hit the pantry, and I get peanut butter and eat it by the spoon. I eat the rest of pumpkin pie that's in the fridge. I eat some almonds. And then I go to my fruit basket, and I say, you know what? I'm about to get me a pear. And I start eating my pear, and it's a delicious, delicious pear. And I actually have one here, all right? Uh, And I really, really start enjoying this pear. And as I'm eating this pear, Whitney's like, Oh, my goodness. Are you really? I'm like, yeah, it's delicious, babe. What are you talking about? And she starts, like, sniffing her nose. Like, I don't know if she's a bunny or something. Iris always does this bunny face. And, like, Whitney was kind of, I see where Iris gets it from. Okay, I'll I'll say that. And I'm eating this pear, and Whitney's like, that smells terrible. I was like, babe, I know what you're going to say. It's like a soggy apple. I get it. It's an old apple. She's like, no, like, (laughs) Chris, I'm serious. That thing smells really bad. I was like, okay, well, she's like, I think it's rotten. And I was like, no, it's not rotten. And as I'm, like, eating it and taking bites out of it, I slowly, like, I don't want her to know I'm doing this, but I start looking at the pear, and it's, like, yellow, uh, dark yellow, brown, poop brown. Oh, that is, yeah, it's definitely rotten. And I'm at a crossroads because in my mind, I'm like, if I don't stop eating, if I stop eating this pear, Whitney's won. Like, she will forever tell me about the time I ate a rotten pear, and we'll never have pears in our house again. They'll be out. So I decide to try and eat around this pear. And, yeah, it was bad. It lasted for about 30 seconds, and then it snuck up the whole kitchen. And I was like, yeah, I threw it in the trash because it was a rotten pear. And she's like, see, I told you, pears are just soggy apples. I'm like, no, they're not. It was a bad pear. And I was so confused why I had a bad pear. Because if you see, I, I, it has like a little moldy spot here. And I was really confused. Like, this is not the exact pear, just so you guys know, okay? I didn't get it out of the trash and save it for a week. I was really confused because I said, my dad just got these pears, and they have a shelf life for like four or five days. You know, I did some research. How in the world did this pear go bad? And I start looking in the rest of the uh, fruit basket in the box because a lot of pears, if you get like the Bradford pears, they're delicious, they will come in these boxes. And I realized something. Upon my investigation, I found, it was a real investigation, I found a pear in here. That was a bad pair. And <laughs> I would love to, but I don't think your parents would appreciate that. Because this has like, oh, no, it's actually like breaking on me. I'm going to sit it right here. 
it is, it, I found a pair that was moldy and disgusting and stinky, and it looked like it had like graffiti on it. Because when mold starts coming, it's kind of like blue, gray, purple, tie-dye colors that pop up on a pair. And I was so confused. And I realized something about pears this day. And you guys will probably realize it too. If you've heard the old saying about apples, yeah, it does keep the doctor away. That's, that's very, very right, Jesse. <laughs> or Trevor, whoever, whichever you guys said that. All right. Okay, guys, pears, right, it only takes one bad apple to ruin the entire batch. It's true, because if you go to the store and if you buy apples and if you have one rotten apple, I dare you to leave it in the fridge with the other ones. And this can get bad and this can get bad and, this can, and the whole bag's ruined. Guys, I found out with my entire thing of pears, I had this one disgusting, nasty, filthy pear that ruined all my pears. I almost cried. I was so sad. Right? One bad pear ruined them all. And I think if we're honest, you guys can just look at that and enjoy that pair here. If we're honest, guys, when it comes to us following Jesus in 2019, all right, I'm not going to be telling you guys to hang out with a lot of nasty, disgusting pears. But just like one bad pear can ruin an entire basket, an entire box, an entire fruit bowl, the friends that we have in our lives right now, the friends that we hang out with, friends that we play sports with, friends that we're in clubs with, friends that we're in class with, Friends that we're hanging out with right now at Impact. What's really scary about it is, is that it only takes one bad pair or one bad friend to mess up a lot of stuff. And I'm not telling you right now to point any fingers or say anything, but I want us tonight to realize, guys, that your friends that you have right now, your friends will have one of the biggest influences on who you are in 2019. Your friends right now, I know school's important, family's important, God is the most important, yes, but your friends that you have, the people that you are next to, spending all this time with, hanging out with, guys, they are going to influence you. Some of us, we have friends right now that influence us so much better and make us such better people. And some of us have friends right now that pull us down a little bit. And they slow us down. And they mess us up. And they encourage us to do things that we probably really shouldn't be doing. So tonight, I want to challenge you all to think about the friends that you have right now in your life. Are your friends going to help you be a nice pretty pair? Or all of a sudden, you're going to stank because you're rotten. I hope we don't have your rotten pairs tonight. And Paul is somebody who talked a lot about this. Okay, And and guys, here's the deal. Paul, you, you want to know a new year, new you story? Paul was formerly known as Saul. We're going to go to the New Testament, right? The New Covenant here, right? And Saul was somebody who used to go around and travel around and beat up and spit on and kill and probably give the worst wedgies in the world to Christians. Hated Christians because Saul was Jewish and he believed in the Old Testament and he believed this Jesus guy was wrong. The way is what it was called back then. He thought it was so wrong. So Saul was on the road going out to another town to try and keep killing these Christians, arresting these Christians, and keep the word of Jesus Christ down, quiet, silent. And then he met Jesus right on the road. And all of a sudden, he was blind for days. And then he converted and turned his entire life around to follow Jesus. Saul became Paul. So if you guys know most of the letters in the New Testament, Paul wrote them. And Paul was the best New Year, New Year story. He changed everything around. Okay, so fast forward. right? People in the New Testament, they did not have uh, the Bible as we know it today. 
They did not have smartphones to look up Bible plans and great apps. Right? They didn't have really cool services where they could come with electric guitars and crazy people jumping and going crazy and screaming. They didn't have that kind of stuff. Right? They certainly did not have all this worship music you listen to in the car if you want to. Right? Or books that you have access to and resources. All they really had were these letters. Right? They had Old Testament writings, but they had these letters that people would write. Paul wrote one to this church in Corinth. And here's what Paul wants the people in Corinth to know. And stay with me real quick as I just uh, break this down for y'all. The church in Corinth, they were struggling because a lot of people back there in Corinth, I don't know if they call it like Kernersville, what do we call it? K Vegas. Come on now. Yeah, be proud about K Vegas. All right. I was worried y'all falling asleep on me. K Vegas. That's right. I'm going to start my truck. Okay. Hey, in Corinth, I don't know if they called it like C Vegas or what they did. Guys, but the Christians in Corinth were struggling because people in Corinth were going out, they were partying, they were having sex. They were drinking. They were doing things that they weren't supposed to do, and Christians were so upset. They were like, oh, my gosh, no, like, you can't do that. Like, this is not right. Please, no. Like, stop doing those kinds of things. Y'all have to stop. You're not supposed to live that way. And Paul tells them this, and we're going we're gonna to jump in right here. If we can, a little bit. Perfect. Okay. And Paul writes to them because the Christians are upset at people who do not follow Jesus. They aren't even Christians. And he's mad because the Christians are mad about how they're treating other people. Watch this. Paul says, I wrote you. Christians, brothers, sisters, in my earlier letter that you shouldn't make yourselves a home among the sexually promiscuous. What that means, all right, is that you have sex before marriage, right, with one, two, three. You, you really just don't even care about your relationships. It's not that important to you. Paul's saying, I'm not saying that you should make yourselves a home among the sexually promiscuous. I wrote you, so I didn't mean that you should have nothing at all to do with outsiders of that sort. In other words, I wasn't telling you to walk around at people who don't follow Jesus and hold your nose up to them and say, I'm better than you. I can't be your friend. I can't love you. Paul wasn't saying that. What Paul is actually saying, right? Paul, uh, hold on. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, Paul is also saying, don't worry about it if it's crooks, right, or if they're blue or white collar crooks or with spiritual phonies. Some of y'all might have some spiritual phonies right now. But here's the deal. You'd have to leave the world entirely to do that. What Paul's saying here, like if you're hanging out with people, if you know people in your life, and if they are not living a Christian life, I'm sure we all have friends like that. I have friends like that. Paul does not want us to get upset at them, okay? Paul's saying it's good, you can love them, you can have them, but here's what Paul wants to tell to the church. This for Christians. Paul says this, I am saying that you should not act as if everything is just fine when a friend who claims to be a Christian is promiscuous or crooked, is flip with God or rude to friends, gets drunk, or becomes greedy and predatory. Was it say that you shouldn't act as if everything is just what? Just fine. Yeah. Paul's saying, hey, guys, I know in the church we get upset because people that aren't in the church and they don't know Jesus, they're doing things they're not supposed to do, and we get so mad. But that's not what we're supposed to be mad about. What we're supposed to be mad about as followers of Jesus is when other people do these things who claim to be Christians. Paul's saying this is where it gets sticky. This is where it's a problem. Paul keeps going. Next verse, if we could. Paul says, you can't just go along with this, treating it as acceptable behavior. I'm not responsible for what the outsiders do, right? But don't we have some responsibility for those within our community of believers? Again, Paul's saying, guys, hey, look, look around us right now. And some of y'all might be sitting out here tonight, and I'm not trying to condemn anybody. I'm not trying to ruin any friendships. That's the last thing we're trying to do. Some of y'all might be like, yeah, most of my friends do those things. 
Most of my friends, they party, they drink. Yeah, they go to party, they have sex, they probably shouldn't do those things. They jewel. Yeah, they gossip, they lie, they rip people off. They say terrible things on social media about other people. They do all those terrible things. And I'm not here to tell you right now that you cannot be their friend. You should love them. You should be there for them. But the biggest concern is if you hang out with them long enough, and if you spend time with them long enough, and if you make memories with them over and over and over again, if that's the crew that you roll with, eventually, guys, we're probably going to look like one of these rotten, disgusting, stinky, nasty pairs. Hey, last verse for us. This was cool. God decides on the outsiders, the people who aren't involved in church. But what we need to do as Christians, we need to decide when our brothers and sisters are out of line, and if necessary, clean house. Now, y'all probably think cleaning house like, man, I have to get out my mop, get out my bleach, get out, you know, the broom, sweep some stuff up. Hey, when we talk about cleaning house as Christians, I, again, am not telling you to get an entire new group of friends. Okay, high schoolers, listen up. This is super, super, super important for y'all. Because a lot of you guys have friends that love to go out and to do the same thing every Friday night. I'm not telling you that you have to get a completely new set of friends. But what I am encouraging you is to realize, before you know it, that lifestyle can very easily rub off on you. And it can mess you up. And that's why main idea for tonight, main idea for week two of our New Year, New You. Guys, I want to challenge y'all, surround yourself with friends. Surround yourself with people. Surround yourself with people in your class, in your club, on your team, at your job, in your small group, wherever it is, right, who are going to make you better in 2019. Hold on, but Chris, does, it, does that mean that I cannot talk to uh, my best friend? No, that doesn't mean that. Some of y'all might be sitting here tonight, and you might be the only Christian in your friend group. If that's you, that is awesome. You have an incredible opportunity to share Jesus with your friends. That's wonderful. Because if you look and see who Jesus hung out with, this was really cool, and you got to stay with me on this. Jesus hung out with the people who needed him, who were broken, who were lost, who were struggling. So Paul wants us to love those people, but guys, if we're not careful, if we don't watch what's going on, man, it's going to influence, and it will make us look very nasty, stinky, and, uh, and terrible. Another way to make this more simple for us, guys, we can find people who help you get closer to Jesus. Try to find people right now in your circle, right, at your school, in your neighborhood. I don't know if your little brother or sister would really help you. They might just drive you crazy, right? But find somebody Okay, find people to be a new year, new you. Find people who are going to help you get closer to Jesus. I'm not trying to ruin y'all's party this year. It can still be lit, right? You follow Jesus, guys. That is the way to ultimate life. You know what's so funny to me is a lot of times, right, when I talk with, I love, where my high schoolers at? Yeah. Man, I love talking to my high schoolers, you know, and hanging with y'all and, and just hearing about life for y'all. And I always ask y'all a question How's stuff going with you? You walk with Jesus. And everybody's like, oh, man, you know, it's cool. It's cool. I'm just trying to figure things out. I'm like, man, that sounds like, hey, how's your biology class going? Right? <laughs> sounds terrible. Hey, and something that just drives me insane, high schoolers and middle schoolers, you guys are probably there too. I can't stand it when we follow Jesus as a Christian and a son or a daughter of the Most High God, and we think our life is supposed to be boring and bland. Because here's the deal, new year, new you. Guys, Jesus went to the cross not so we can go to heaven. Jesus went to the cross so that we can live right now. Everybody talks about living their best life now. Yeah, that's what Jesus wants to help you achieve and fulfill and live and be in. But y'all, for a lot of us, we're so afraid to get there. 
and we don't have people who help us get closer to Jesus. We have people like this rotten pear that slows us down. And I, I don't know where you are with your friend circle. I really, really hope, and I challenge you guys, you should have friends who are not at impact. You should have friends who do not believe in God. You should have friends who really don't want anything to do with Jesus. You should. Because, guys, your love for them and your support for them and your friendship with them will be so loud and so proud, and that can be Jesus more than anything else ever could. So please keep doing that. But I want you to know your closest circle and the people that you guys spend the most time with, if you are hanging out with some rotten pears, you're going to start rotting. And I know it from experience. I really do. When I was in college, my best friend in college was this guy by the name of Pike. That was his last name, Pike, because his first name was John. we have any Johns in the room? Okay. All right. Well, I love that. There you go. That's a great name, John. That's wonderful. Uh, perfect. But nobody else liked He didn't like his name, John. You like the name, John? No? Okay. Well, he didn't like it either. Okay. So we didn't call him John because he said it was a terrible name. John says a terrible name. So you can just go by Pike tonight. How about that? Okay. There we go. We, call, we, we did everything together, Pike and I. All right, we played basketball together freshman year, sophomore year. We would walk to practices together, right? And we're talking Connecticut, uh, like on December 26th, 27th, because we'd have a day and a half for Christmas, really, when we'd come home. Guys, and it was hard because it's freezing cold up there. Like, we think we got a lot of snow this year. No, I mean, that's like a normal day in New England. It is freezing cold up there. And we would have practice. Our coach would make us have practice, like, at 6 a.m., to try and build toughness and discipline. I'm like, okay, thanks, coach. I really appreciate that. All right, and we'd practice for like three hours. Then it'd be 9 o'clock on a snow-covered campus in Hartford, Connecticut with nothing to do. But I'm not bitter, guys. I'm okay. All right, so, and what happens, guys, is I would walk with Pike every morning to practice. I didn't realize this, right, but I would just be walking, and I would be like, yeah, let's go get practice done. We got it. Come on. We got it. We got it. We'll get it done. And my man Pike, Pike was like, Man, I hate basketball. I'm going to quit. I don't want to do this anymore. Man, I can't stand coach. I don't like any guys on the team. Man, we suck. We just stink. We're going to lose again. And I was like, dude, what is wrong with you, man? I'm trying to get, you know, the little Holy Spirit actually. Like trying to have a little positivity as we're going to practice. It's dark. I'm walking in snow already like, you know, in like my tennis shoes because I don't know why I never had boots up there, right? It was awful. And he was always so rotten. And I still love him to death to this day. The reason I tell you guys that is because that attitude started to wear off on me so bad. It's awful. But then junior year, we went through workouts in the fall, and then Pike decided to quit. And I was at a crossroads where I said, well, okay, am I going to keep playing basketball or am I going to quit? Because I didn't know anybody else on the team, really, because all I did was hang out with him. And I decided to keep playing. And before I knew it, my attitude towards basketball was completely different. My attitude toward my teammates, my attitude toward my coach. My attitudes toward what we were trying to do and win games and actually care about other people was unbelievable. His attitude rubbed off so poorly on me that I was so glad when he quit the team. We're still friends to this day. But, man, if I wouldn't have got away from him and if he wouldn't have quit, I don't know if I would have made it through basketball. I really don't. Hey, I tell you all this, right, because it doesn't matter about basketball. I feel like a lot of us feel that way in our relationship with Jesus. I feel like a lot of us. You know, we're trying to follow Jesus. You know, we'll, we'll do devotions in the morning on the Bible app, right? And we'll pray. And we'll really try and pay attention and impact and talk to people about God, right, in our small group. But then when we get home or when we go to school and then we get around, like, our crew of people, man, they just drag you down. And they just pull you down. And they, they, 
probably don't bash God, but they probably just say things. And it's so hard on y'all to keep following Jesus. So what I want you to do this year, man, just what would happen if you did find people who are going to get you closer to them? It'd be awesome. It would be a new year, new you. Hey, and three ways for you to do it. If you're sitting out there and you're wondering how to find more Christian friends, it's not like a Christian mingle. That's the dating website. Do not go there, please. Okay. That would not be a good look. All right. All right. First thing you can really do, guys, you can pray. Hey, prayer is probably the most underrated thing about being a Christian. It is. Because if you've asked Jesus into your heart, I don't care if it was a big stuff, right? I don't care if it was a kid summit. I don't care if it was in the peak when you're running around diapers. If you ask Jesus in your heart at one point, he is always there. Which means it doesn't matter if you don't have service. It doesn't matter if you ain't pay your bill. It doesn't matter if you don't have a phone. You have access to God at all times. And you should be praying for your friends. Hey, does anybody in here pray for your friends and their relationship with Jesus? So that's awesome, man. That's so cool. Right? Because you should be doing that. Anybody pray with your friends together? And that might sound crazy. Some of y'all are like, oh, man, I don't do that. I drive a truck. I don't do that. Hey, guys, you got to pray together. It's unbelievable. When you pray together, God is right there with you, and it's an incredible thing. Hey, if you don't have any Christian friends right now and you're trying to figure out so you don't hang out with, you know, rotten pears this year, please don't go tell your friends I said you're a rotten pear because that really, they'd probably never come here, right? Pray for God to bring people into your life to help you on your journey with them. I promise you he will, but pray every night. God, help me find some guys, help me find some girls, some sisters that I can hang with, right? Please help me out with this, okay? All right, help me find some people that can help me be a better follower of Jesus. Because he will. He wants to help you with that. Next thing we can do, give people a chance. Hey, some of us, we have our own tight-knit group of friends that we only hang out with, and you don't look at anybody else. Hey, and I'll be honest, sometimes as Christians, we are the worst at this. Like, we have our own group of people, and other people want to come, and you're like, seat's taken. No, you can't sit here. Guys, you got to give people a chance. You have to. Hey, and some of y'all in this room tonight, you probably came to Impact, and you might be sitting with people and acting like you're really cool with other people in your small group, but you really don't you really don't have any true friends because you won't give somebody a chance. Hey, if you want to have a better relationship with Jesus in this new year, new you, 2019, you've got to give people a chance to help you get there. Pray about it. Give people a chance. And lastly, the big one, you've got to be that person. You've got to lead the way. And I know some of y'all might be like, yeah, but, you know, I'm struggling with my lifestyle, what I'm doing on Fridays, what I'm doing my relationship, you know, what I do on social media. Right, what I do before school, after school, with my attitude. I struggle with that. Hey, if you really want to find other people that will help you get closer to Jesus, be that person first. I'm so proud of our high school girls, all right, our senior girls too, especially. Uh, I talked to my wife last week, and she told me that she, Whitney was funny because a lot of times after impact, she's like, I just want to go home and just go and just relax. I'm so tired. And I'm like, I know, baby. I know, baby. I know. I'm with you. I'm with you. Right? Because I basically have her. She runs around the whole night, and she's incredible. And she also is a mom during the day. I don't know how she does that. I really, really don't. But Whitney last night, like, in the car, all she did was talk about her small group of girls. That's all she did. She's like, this is the best night of impact ever. And I was just listening, like, I'm waiting for, like, something to go wrong here. 
There's no way. There's at least be a squirrel across the road or something. Like, this is, there's no way it went like this great. She said, the girls were awesome. She said, I was, I was like, well, what happened? She said, they were so excited about starting this breakfast group that's going to be meeting at Starbucks. And I was just listening, and she said, you know, the senior girls were talking about how they aren't really ready to graduate and, like, be done with this community that Impact is. And I was just listening, they kept going, and, and Witt said that they want to meet at Starbucks, you know, once a week before school. And what's so cool about it is, she said, you know, we get together, we might do a Bible study, we'll pray, but we just want to be there and just love on other people, you know, and just meet other people. I said, that's so cool. And the girls even told her, <laughs> they told Whitney, that, you know, I think if we start doing this, I bet a lot of people from our school would come. Maybe from East, maybe from Glen, NCLA, Layford, right? Oak Grove, all the schools, that's right. Hey, here's the deal, guys. I am so proud of those senior girls, and I'm so tired of saying you guys are the future. You guys are the now, so thank y'all for doing that and setting that example because that's awesome. Because when you are that person, it's so cool and it's so amazing and it's so unbelievable to see what God will do. And your friends at school and your friends around you are going to want to be around y'all and you guys will find yourself surrounded with other people who will help you get closer to Jesus. And you guys will be the greatest witnesses and the greatest people to spread Jesus' love to everybody else. So thank y'all for doing that, senior girls. Hey, and if you're in middle school, in sixth grade and you want to start, like, start a group like that, do it. If you're an eighth grade guy and you want to find other people that follow Jesus, hey, man, be bold. Say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to try and start a little group. Yeah, I think this would be cool. I'm going to start actually being the person that Jesus wants me to be this year. Y'all, it's so hard. It's so hard in middle school and high school. I know it is. I understand it. I get it. I was there. But if you start to ask this question every day to yourself, hey, man, who's in my box today? Who's in my fruit basket today? Who am I surrounding myself with today? Who is it? Is it going to be somebody that's going to get me better as a person? Is it going to be somebody who's going to get me closer to Jesus? Or is it going to be somebody who's just going to drag me down, man? Guys, we all got those friends. I want to challenge you, though, this year. Be a new you by finding those people to help you get there. Pray about it. Jesus will help you get there. And let's pray to him right now and talk to him. Father, thank you so much for these unbelievable uh, middle school and high school students. God, it is so humbling just to be able to sit here and talk to them and, uh, and hang out with them, God. God, and I pray this year that as they go through relationships and they look at the friends around them, God, I pray that they will find people, that you will bring people in their lives that can help them be a better person, that can help them be a better follower of you. God, I know we have people here tonight who aren't really sure about you and aren't really sure about your son, Jesus. God, I'm so thankful that they came. I pray that they can find some friends and that we can be those friends that can influence them and that can show them the incredible love that Jesus has for us. God, help us be bold this year. Look at our friendships, our relationships, and really pursue those that will help us get closer to you. We love you, Father, and it's in your son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.